Welcome to the One to Millions Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Nita and I'm your host. Tune in for insights and interviews with fellow entrepreneurs about what it takes to create a world-class legacy business. We talk about awakening your truth, powering up your ambition and mindset, scaling your business, and building a genius brand that needs no introduction. Let's go. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about eight ways that you can differentiate your high-end, high-ticket, expert-based business. Now, a problem that we see everywhere, uh, I think for the past five years, is everybody's doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. And that is not serving anybody. It's not serving your clients, not serving the consumers, and it's actually not serving your business as well. Because when you're offering something that is similar to what everybody else is offering, that makes it so much harder to do your business. You get such a lower ROI return on investment on your marketing and advertising budget. It's harder to get attention from potential clients. It's just harder for people to see you as a brand, as a business. So today I wanted to talk about, you know, different ways that you can differentiate your business. We know that we have to to be different. We need to stand out um, in order to avoid all that distraction and all that noise and so that we can attract the right clients, so that we can appeal to the real buyers, the people that have a similar vibe, have have similar values, and a similar mindset with us and our business. So let's dive in into the first, first way that you can do this. The first way you can do this is solve a very specific problem, right? Say, for example, if you're a business coach, you could be solving so many problems, even though you're a business coach, you don't have to solve every single problem. Maybe you're solving a people problem. Maybe you're solving a system problem, maybe an operational problem, maybe a marketing problem, branding problem, sales problem, right? There's just so many elements in a business. So if you want to specialize in something, if you want to be known for something very specific, you know, to the point where when somebody thinks about this one thing, they think about you. So you want to be well-known for this one thing. A lot of people are just afraid to nail it down. A lot of people are afraid to just find that one specific thing to solve. And they end up becoming a generalist. They become, they become this person, you know, I'm doing everything. I'm an expert at everything. And that's not really possible, right? Unless you have like 30 years like Jay Abraham. Jay Abraham is someone who has been in so many industries. He has a proven record for solving problems for so many businesses in various industries, right? So if, if that's you, that's fine. But if you're starting out and you're in the first three years, five years, 10 years of building your business, you know, the easier way to do this is to be a specialist. And that will allow you to charge a premium price, a high ticket price, for that specific thing that you do. So you want to look at your background. You want to look at what you're good at. We all have different talents and different strengths, different weaknesses, right? So you want to look at you, your business, your team. What sort of resources do you have? What are your strengths? What are your team members' strengths? And find that point of convergence. You know, where can you best put those those strengths and talent to work? And you want to look in the market, in, the, in your industry, in the industry that you are in, and find a gap. You know, what specific problem is no one solving well enough? And instead of just going and solving 100 problems, 
you're going to choose just like one or two or a few, a few problems that you can solve better than anyone else. So that's the first way to do this. The second way to do this is, you know, a lot of us, we have a lot of experience. We have 10, 20 years of experience doing what we're doing. And oftentimes I find from like with working with my clients and from my own experience as well is sometimes we're really good at something, but we're not conscious. We don't consciously know what that thing is that we're super great at because it has become, we've become competent at the unconscious level, you know, like, like when we're driving and we, we drove from some place and we drove home and we don't even know how we got there. We didn't even pay attention to uh, the road and we didn't even pay attention to, you know, we were just daydreaming and thinking about things and listening to songs and audio books and, and you could drive without thinking much about it. Right. So that's exactly what I mean by having um, you're unconsciously competent at something. So we want to dissect that. We want to go back and actually analyze the whole process, our methodology of doing something that is special, that is unique and creates better results than anybody else is, is, is doing or providing. And Oftentimes, if you do have a lot of experience, you've gone through trial and error, you've tried to improve the way you do things to get better and better results. So you do have a unique methodology, you just haven't given much thought to what it is yet. So you want to go back and you want to analyze, like get into the nitty gritty, into the details of how you actually provide the results you do for your clients and record it, make it into steps, making it like write it out so that it's a process and then really get into the details because I can tell you, I can guarantee you that if you are delivering better results than anybody else, there is something special in the methodology. There is something special in the way that you do things, right? There is a specific system. You just haven't really thought about it yet. So that's the second method. Uh, the third method or the third way that you can differentiate your business is to combine several services within your, your business and provide that as a, a service offering. So when you do this, it has to make sense too, right? So all these things that you combine, um, say, for example, um, it's service A, service B, service C, you offer these three things. It has to add more value for your clients. So instead of them actually having to go out and hire company A, company B, and company C to help them with all these three problems, now they just have to come to you and you're like this all-in-one, one-stop service, like a turnkey uh, all in one service place where they just come to you and you do all these things for them. And, and they don't have to go through that inconvenience of, you know, briefing company one, company two, company three, and working with three separate teams just to get this, these three things done. Right. But these three things have to make sense. Um, and you have to be able to deliver amazing results and quality of service for these three things, right? You don't want to be average at, at any of these three. So whether it's combining two or three or four or five or whatever number of services, you just have to make sure that you're really, really great at it. You're very effective in delivering um, these services and getting better results for your clients. So that's the third way. Now, the fourth way is to find a complementary service. So you want to think, you really want to analyze, you want to talk with your, your your clients, your current clients, maybe some potential clients, and you want to think through their buying process, the journey, um, what journey do they go through? So 
before they hire you, whatever service you're providing, whatever expertise you're providing, before they work with you, what did they have to buy? What did they have to purchase? Or who did they have to hire before they hired you? Right? So what you're trying to get is like, what problem did they have before they actually hired you? So that's a potential problem that you could solve for them. So instead of them having to go to company A and then coming to you, now you can just um, add that complimentary service and serve them, right? So they don't have to go to, to, to you know, a different company. And then you want to think, you want to analyze, like, when you are serving them, while they are working with you, when you're providing your services, what other problems do they have? They must have other problems. You know, we have tons of problems. Your clients have tons of problems. So there must be some other problems that that is a challenge for them. So you want to think about, you know, what problems do they have before they come to you? What are the problems do they experience when they are actually already working with you? And then you want to think after they've worked with you, they've gotten the results and everything. What other problem do they have after that? What problems do they have after they have finished working with you? So before, during, and after, you want to brainstorm. You have the whole team do this and think from all sorts of angles. Be super creative. Think out of the box, okay? And have lots of interviews with your clients because you will get a lot of insights. You will find out things that you never knew about before, I can ensure you. And through this process, you will be able to brainstorm and find some other complimentary services that your your team can provide. Your team can add to your your company, your business can add to your service offerings and combine them in, in your business. So this is kind of like similar to the previous one, but with this one, it's more like you're adding complimentary services that you might not have thought of before. But again, you have to be able to offer these services at a high quality level. It has to be great uh, services. You have to be effective at, at giving your clients the best results. So you, you do not want average results for your clients. So that's why before you add these services, you want to make sure that you do have the resources, you do have the talent, you do have the team members that will be able to deliver these services and these expertise. So uh, sometimes what you have to do is you have to hire more people, hire a new team to add on those services. Now, the fifth way that you can differentiate your business is to create a need or create a demand, right? Um, it can be a need. It can be a demand. It can be something that your clients wish existed in this world, but maybe they don't know what it is yet. Maybe they are aware of a specific problem, they're frustrated about something. So you want to listen to that language, you know, talk a lot, listen a lot, listen more um, to your clients. What do they complain about? Um, what what do they wish existed in this world? What could really help their make their lives better than it currently is in whatever market or industry you're serving, right? So what you want to do is you want to create an, a solution this awesome, amazing solution that people never thought of before, right? When we look at companies like Airbnb, they create a solution that nobody thought of before, right? I, like, I didn't even know I had a problem having to book hotels and going to hotels. Yeah, I, I knew it was frustrating or there were problems or I wasn't satisfied, but I never thought of this idea of like renting people's homes, right? Um, so they actually thought of a solution 
that people weren't even aware about yet. So by doing that, you create a new demand, a new need in the market, and you become like first to market. And there's just huge opportunity there, right? So if you can find that, that is just gold. And the sixth method or the sixth way that you can differentiate your business is by finding a problem that your customer would be willing, happily, they would be happy to pay more for those services. They would be happy, beyond happy, to pay more for those solutions. Whether it's paying more so that they get a better quality solution, paying more so that they get a faster solution, paying more so they can save money in their business or in whatever area of their life, paying more so that they can suffer less, paying more so that they can have a better experience, paying more so that there's less errors, less, less mistakes, you know, whatever it is, it's about a better solution. So what is that better solution? What, what are clients, what are your clients willing, willing to pay, not just willing, but beyond happy to give you that extra money to get a specific solution, a better solution than they currently are getting, right? So you want to you wanna think about that. You know, you think about Disneyland, for example, when we go to Disneyland or Disney World, we want to get that fast pass, right? And that's, that's getting us like to the front of the line so that we don't have to wait. Like we want to pay extra for those tickets. Doesn't matter how much I pay, it's saving me time. So that's, a, that's an example of what I'm talking about here. Uh, you want to think about, that that extra level, extra quality, um, the higher level quality of solution. What is it that your clients want? And you know they might not even know it yet. And that's why I always talk about doing these deep dive in interviews with your current clients, past clients, ideal clients, because you want to dig for these information. And even interviewing your employees, there's a lot of insights that's hidden in your team and your customers and your clients. And if you don't put the effort to, to do these deep dive interviews with them, you'll never know. You'll never find out because you don't know what's going on in their lives and in their business and in their, in their minds, right? So you need to talk to them and you need to really listen. And you really need to go into this process with a curious mind of wanting to know and wanting to learn about your clients and wanting to make their lives better. Okay, so the seventh method is to solve a bigger problem. So what does that mean? It means whatever problem you're solving now, I always give this example, not to offend anybody that's teaching people to do Instagram reels, okay? But um, it's, it's an example that I feel when I explain it to people, they understand very clearly. So if you're, you're helping your clients learn how to do Instagram reels, for example, what is a bigger problem than that. That's like a smaller problem, right? Because Instagram Reels is like a subset of a bigger problem, which is Instagram strategy, right? And Instagram strategy is a, is a smaller problem and it's a subset of a bigger problem, which is social media marketing strategy, right? And then social media is, um, it's a part of a bigger problem, which is marketing, and sales strategy, right? So as you can see, there's there's a smaller problem, bigger, bigger, bigger problem, right? 
And in order for you to charge premium, charge high ticket, you want to solve a bigger problem. And high ticket buyers will pay you high ticket for you to solve a bigger problem. They, they won't pay you high ticket to solve a small problem because small problems is easy to solve. Anybody can solve it, right? So if you're not able to charge high ticket um, in what you're doing at the moment, one of the reasons could be that you're solving a problem that's too small. And a lot of the times it means that you're playing too small. You might be afraid to move to the next level. You might be scared that, oh, I don't know enough or I'm not an expert enough. And so you're scared to move to the next level. But you really want to go in, in, inside and, and listen and, you know, access your intuition. Whether you are playing small and underestimating yourself or, you know, whether it's it's actually time, even though you feel a little bit scared or a little bit fearful, but you, you kind of feel it. You have this knowing that, hey, yeah, I, I really need to step up my game here. I need to play the bigger game. So I think that's the feeling that a lot of people have and my clients have when they have that intuition um, that, yeah, I, I actually think I need to be moving to the next level now. That's when we talk about solving a more important problem, a bigger problem. So that's another way that you can differentiate your business from the other players in the market. So say, for example, everybody's teaching Instagram reels and you feel like it's so frustrating. Everybody's teaching this and no wonder everybody's teaching this because maybe it's the easiest thing to teach. OK, and I don't mean this literally. Maybe it's not easiest thing to teach. Right. But it's like when you look at the different levels of problems, Where's all the clutter? Where is it going to be the most crowded with the most competitors? It's going to be where it's easiest to do, right? It's 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 going to be where it's the easiest thing to solve, the easiest problem to solve. That's where every most of the people are going to be because it's easy to start, it's easy to do. There's less friction, less difficulty, less challenging. So a lot of people, the majority of the people are going to be there. So if you want to stand out, if you want to differentiate yourself, you want to remove yourself from, you know, all that distraction and the place where it's so crowded, then you have to step up your game and you have to, you have to be courageous and you have to play the bigger game and you have to solve the bigger problem. So that's the seventh method. And the eighth method that I have for you today is to solve a difficult problem that no one has been able to solve yet or they haven't solved quite well yet, you know, not, not so effectively. So you want to look at the market that you're in, the industry that you're in, and, you know, same thing, interview your clients, interview your employees. What's a problem that no one is solving? And it could be a problem that people have this strong belief about that problem. Uh, sometimes they will say, well, this problem is impossible to solve. No one can solve this problem. And I'm a strong believer that there is no problem that is impossible to solve, right? It's just impossible. If there's a problem, there's always a solution. It's impossible to have a problem without a solution. That's just the logic, right? So the reason people say that it's impossible to solve or, or it's too difficult is because they don't want to challenge themselves. They don't want to fail. They're scared of failing. They are scared of doing a har the harder thing, the more difficult thing, the more challenging thing. 
And of course, it requires more resources from you, more brain power, more effort, more of everything, right? So a lot of people will try to resist that and then they'll say, well, it's not possible to solve. Now, we know that that's not the truth. So if you want to be that market leader, if you want to lead the market, lead the industry and raise the standard in your industry, then you're going to have to be the person that's going to solve that problem. So step up your game and solve the problem that no one thinks is possible to solve. So that's the last method um, that I have for you guys today. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. This episode was sponsored by the One to Millions Entrepreneur Book, Building Brands That Need No Introduction, the ultimate guide for consultants, coaches, experts, and service-based entrepreneurs who want to unlock their superpower, stand out from the competition, and blaze their own unique trail to entrepreneurial success. Thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.